what if I told you that I saw a video of a white woman throwing eggs at a black man? What would your gut reaction be? Would you feel a sense of racism, perhaps? What if the black man was referred to as a servant piece of excrement? That makes it feel kind of racist, no? In just about any normal scenario, you'd be right. I think we would all agree there's a degree of racism involved in that situation. But in California, white people can attack a black man as long as the black man is a Republican running for governor. That's exactly what happened to Larry Elder today. his own fucking people and running for governor for what he has one year to do if he even wins he can't do shit he wouldn't be able to get nothing done so why is he running democrats control everything he couldn't get nothing done well there you go democrats should control everything according to that uh that gentleman there well ladies and gentlemen california is officially lost that state, if they don't recall Newsom, it's over. Larry Elder is their only hope, just kind of like uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're our only hope. Well, good evening and welcome to this Wednesday episode of Backyard Politics. I'm your humble, never boastful, unsophisticated host, John Smith. If you want to be part of the discussion, the number, as always, 602-475-2000 and you can see that right there at the bottom of your screen 602-475-2000 i want to give dave the trucker a big shout out tonight wherever you may be tonight dave be safe and thank you for doing what you do uh this is backyard politics we are live from the say what you will radio studio every monday and wednesday evenings plus occasional live broadcasts throughout the week if and when breaking news warrants us to do so. Let's see who is in the live chat tonight. Angry Conservative is here. How you doing, AC? I hope you're doing well. Boats and Hose is here. Jennifer uh, is here as well. She is the purveyor of the uh, all-natural skincare cream, Gray Feather Farm products. Check them out. You can go to saywhatyouwillradio.com, and uh, you can find uh, the Sponsors tab. Click on the Gray Feather Farm uh, little icon there. 
and that'll take you right to her Etsy site. Check it out. Mickey from Kentucky is in the room. How you doing, Mickey? I hope you're doing well. Christina J is here just dropping by. Uh, some love on my way to bed. All right, Christina, well, you have a great night, and uh, we will catch you on the flip side. Uh, let's see, and that's about it. So, yeah, Jennifer says absolutely disgusting to that video. What the heck is going on in California? They're lost. That state has officially gone off the deep end. Video has been all over Twitter over there in California, and they have miles and miles of homeless encampments. Now, Texas, they just passed a law. I think it went into law Wednesday. What day is today? Today's Wednesday. Maybe it was last week, uh, but uh, it's against a lot of having a homeless encampment in the entire state of Texas. And a lot of people say, well, that's not very nice. These homeless people, they have nowhere to go. All you got to do is drive through Philadelphia, drive through somewhere in California. It's horrible. Drive through Tucson for crying out loud. Homeless encampments are not a good thing. And they did the right thing over there in Texas because Texas doesn't want to be California. California is so out of control and so backwards. They promised, all the left promised us a utopian society over there. And it's the furthest thing from a utopia. It's a dystopia. Unbelievable. Let's get to the news. Uh, there's a story here, and I forgot to mark down which newspaper it was out of. Uh, but um, Portland State University professor resigns, says school is a social justice factory. Well, it's about time that somebody from the, uh, I don't know, a college professor admits it. Because, listen, I went to Penn State University back in the late 80s, early 90s. It was a social justice factory back then. I never heard of the word politically correct, or the phrase, I should say, politically correct, until I went to Penn State University. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. They would have, in fact, I had a professor. This just kind of popped in my head. I was a criminal justice major, of all things. And uh, I sat down. It was my, my uh, first semester of my junior year when you start getting really into your uh you know your major classes and i sat down in the classroom and the professor said and there was probably 50 kids in there he said all right he said raise of hands who considers considers themselves to be politically liberal and i would say out of the 50 kids 45 raised their hand he says, all right, out of the remaining five, who considers, uh, considers themselves to be an independent? Four of the five raised their hands. 
up to this point, I was the only one that hadn't raised my hand yet. He looked at me and he said, well, what do you consider yourself? I said, I consider myself a conservative. And he says, one conservative out of 50 kids looks like I'm going to have an easy semester. And I think one of the kids said, what do you mean by that? What, what makes it easy? He says, I only have one mind to mold. He was talking about me. Let's get into the article. Portland State University professor Peter, and I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Boghazian, said he re, uh, he's resigned from his position in an open letter and accused the college administration of creating an environment that imperils dissent. Quote, I never once believed, nor do I now, that the purpose of instruction was uh, to lead my students to a particular conclusion. Peter said, a philosophy professor, wrote in his letter, rather, I sought to create the conditions for rigorous thought to help them gain the tools to hunt and furrow for their own conclusions. This is why I became a teacher and why I love teaching. But over time, he argued Portland State University, no shocker that it's Portland. I mean, next to California, is there a bigger cesspool than Portland? Got to move my mic away a little bit. There we go. But over time, he argued Portland State University, a publicly funded college, made intellectual exploration impossible and has transformed itself into a social justice factory with a primary focus on race, victimhood, and gender. In fact, going back to the professor that I had at Penn State, the reason that apparently he had to mold my mind, change my mind from a conservative to either an independent or a liberal was because conservatives are racists. And so he had to, it was his job for over the next 16 weeks or so to convince me that I was a racist and that I had to change my mindset. He, of course, came to that conclusion in about five minutes of the first class. Uh, the article goes on to say students at Portland State are not being taught to think. Rather, they are being trained to mimic the moral certainty of ideologues. Said in the letter, which was published on Barry Weiss's Substack page, Weiss herself previously worked for the New York Times until 2020 when she resigned, accusing the, uh, a Times colleague of bullying and argued that the paper capitulated to Twitter-based pressure campaigns. Factually and uh, or, uh, faculty and administrators have abdicated the university's truth-seeking mission and instead drive intolerance of divergent beliefs and opinions, Peter said. This has created a culture of offense where students are now afraid to speak openly and honestly. And I'll be honest with you, when I was back at Penn State in that class, knowing that my professor was singling me out and targeting me, do you think I felt like speaking out? Do you think it was even worth sharing my opinion? 
he had already deemed that I was a racist. In Penn State University, you ought to be ashamed that you have professors like that. And we're ca- we're talking about 19, probably 1990, 91. Portland State University has not immediately responded to the Epic Times request for comment. There you go. This is out of the Epic Times. Good. Uh, later in his letter, Peter said uh, that over time he faced retaliation for speaking out against academia's narratives about race, gender, and social justice. For me, the years that followed were marked by continued harassment. I'd find flyers around campus of me with a Pinocchio nose. (laughs) Hey, dude, it could have been a lot worse. I was spit on and threatened by passerby while walking to class. I was informed by students that my colleagues were telling them to avoid my classes, he wrote. Well, look what happened to Larry Elder. I just played the video, right? That's what the left does. That's how the left treats the right. They are the most intolerant people on the face of the planet. If you haven't seen the video, Larry Elder simply walking down the street, a black man, by the way, he gets attacked by a white woman throwing eggs at him. She then turns and goes even more berserk and punches one of his aides in the face. Again, that's how the left in this country operates. They don't want to sit down and have a conversation with you. They don't want to hear your opinions. They don't want to have a debate. They want to threaten you and spit on you and throw eggs at you. Just like they did our veterans that came home from Vietnam. If you happen to see someone that's wearing a Vietnam hat, someone that was served over in Vietnam, go over to that person Thank him for the service and welcome him home because he didn't get a welcome when he came home. And that's how the left has treated people that they disagree with now for decades. The lecturer added, and of course, I was subjected to more uh, investigation. I wish I could say uh, that what I am describing hasn't taken a personal toll but it has taken exactly the toll it is intended to do an increasingly intolerable work working life. And without the protection of tenure years ago, Peter drew headlines when he and two other authors submitted a bogus race, gender, sexuality, and cultural studies to academic journals to see whether they would pass through a peer review and be accepted for publication. Many of these papers were uh, subsequently published which Peter and others suggested was due to lackadaisical criteria and institutional rot in several academic fields. So there you go. A professor from Portland doesn't necessarily agree with the left wing's narrative, their agenda, and he's basically forced to quit. He's been harassed for so many years. He just can't take it anymore. Uh, Let's see what we got going on in the chat room. Uh, Let's see. We'll back it up a little bit. A lot of people just saying hello back and forth. 
uh, which is kind of nice. Uh, Boats and Host says, arrest Michael. All right. Not sure who that's referring to. Uh, let's see. Yeah, a lot of people saying hello. Uh, Boats and Host says, go to California or downtown Portland. Yeah, I'm telling you what, that's what you're going to see. It's total mayhem. Portland, the or I think maybe all of Oregon, or maybe it was Portland, I'm not sure, uh, but they're not even allowing their public officials to fly into Texas anymore. Because Texas hates women. Yeah. You want to have the abortion debate? I'm all open. Uh, Agri says, I hope uh, that the Democrats, they destroy all these liberal cities into the utopia they think it would be if Republicans weren't there. I'm telling you. It's it's the people that go to work for a living, the small business owners that keep that state afloat. And you're right, AC. If all the Republicans just packed up and left, and, and thousands of them do it every single week, but if they were all to pack up and leave, what would be left down there? Miles and miles of human crap on the sidewalks. Intense cities. Uh, Boats and Hosts says uh, Pelosi said, uh, come camp in my yard. LeBron said, come hang out in my yard. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. The problem is Pelosi's entire house is surrounded by a fence. So, uh, you know, she's not, uh, she's not being honest about that. Uh, the poor chonkies Taylor, she's here. Hey everyone. Hope all is doing well. I hope you are, are uh, you're doing well as well. Uh, doing well as well. Uh, AC says, I know, uh, that did not, oh, that, wait a minute. Let me read this. I know that did that to veterans that saved in Afghanistan. I actually seen them do it to a friend of mine when I picked him up. Uh, in Pittsburgh after being over there for almost a year. Oh, you're talking about the way they treat the veterans when they come home. Was it good or was it bad AC? Cause the way they treated the Vietnam vets is disgusting. Uh, Boats and host says Michael was the guy in the video that went uh, after elder. Oh, gotcha. And everybody will, uh, yeah. Said stop Michael. Oh <laughs> yeah. Well there you got his face. You got his name. But see, they suffer from what's known as progressive privilege. They don't really suffer from it. If it's a privilege, I guess you don't suffer from it. But yeah, they can do whatever they want as long as you're a progressive. It doesn't matter how white you are. As long as you're the, the black man you're attacking as a Republican, you're fine. Uh, Mickey says everyone that could uh, should check out the docu-series on netflix turning point 911 the war on terror it's very educational we'll have to check that out mickey ac says it was bad they spit on him oh see and that happened in the pittsburgh airport you know pittsburgh has gone to hell in a handbasket man uh that's why i got out of there i was i was done i was done with pennsylvania i was done with pittsburgh the economy had gone to total crap uh, the Democrats that run Pittsburgh at the time and probably still today are so corrupt, so corrupt. In fact, when I got out of school, I applied uh, to be a uh, juvenile probation officer. I filled out my application. I did well on the, uh, the civil service test. I scored in the high 90s. I did very well. I never got an answer back. So I started making some phone calls. 
why I, you know, why haven't I heard anything? I finally got turned over to a gentleman and he says, Mr. Smith, how can I help you? I said, well, I've been applying for these jobs, these job openings for juvenile probation down in Pittsburgh and Allegheny County. I haven't heard anything. I got a four-year degree from Penn State University. I've done well in the civil service tests. I don't understand what's going on. He said, well, are you registered to vote? I said, yes, I am. Proudly so. He said, Democrat or Republican? I said, well, Republican. He says, that's why. He said, go over to the DMV and change uh, your registration to Democrat and you'll get hired. I said, well, that's enough for me. That's enough for me. I got to do a little bit of research and I got to start planning on how to get the hell out of Pennsylvania. And I did. And I found myself in the uh, scalding hut desert of Arizona. You know, it's uh, an acquired taste. Well, out of the uh, epic times, White House signals new COVID-19 measures coming for people who are unvaccinated. How's that sound? How does that sound? Papers, please, right? We've all talked about this. AC says it's just like any other liberal city. Yeah, exactly right. Except it's prettier. When you come out of the uh, Fort Pitt tunnels and you're looking over uh, at the point there, Point State Park, it's a beautiful, uh, beautiful view, AC, until you get up close, right? Then it's just a, just a garbage pit. Not as bad as Philly. Uh, Latin Patriots says, backyard politics. Are you aware of de jour politics? Ways to bring up grievances. No, I'm not familiar with that, Latin Patriot. I appreciate you uh, filling me in on that. AC says, go in uh, to do the stream tomorrow when Biden does his press conference. Oh, there you go. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll, uh, I will tune in, AC. I will be home tomorrow. I will tune in to that. Uh, I'm org from PA and the governor Wolf sucks. Yeah, man. I'm telling you what governor Wolf is. He's horrible. He's one of the guys that threw all the old people uh, with COVID into nursing homes and killed thousands of them, thousands of people. And yet he got away scot-free. Uh, does your laws, I think is what it is. All right. Well, I'll have to look into that. Not familiar. Not familiar, but you know, I mean, that was so many years ago, Latin Patriot. We're talking, I graduated in 93. I started applying for jobs in the city of Pittsburgh in 93. And here we are in 2021. So my life, you know, none of that really matters, I guess, anymore to me. I just like to share stories. All right, so ahead of President Joe Biden's announcement Thursday about the new COVID measures, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said that there may be new measures that will impose, will be imposed on unvaccinated people. You know, I wonder if it's going to have anything to do with airlines. And I'm telling you what, Psaki, you better not mess with my flight to Myrtle Beach on Monday. Because I will pick a fight. You will see me on the evening news if I can't get on my plane. This is my 50th birthday, Saki. Don't mess with me. 
Uh, there are six steps the president's announcing. There will be new components, Saki told reporters on Wednesday. Some of what will be related to access to testing, some will be related to mandates, and some will be related to how we ensure kids will be protected in schools. Hmm. I have a nice little video. A nice little video. Maybe this is an opportune time for me to play that video. Uh, I'm not sure where this took place, this video, but uh, this is a bunch of unmasked kids being coached to get into school. I don't know who the, the parent is that's coaching them. I don't know what school this took place, but watch this video real quick. Repercussions if they don't have a mask. If you don't, if you don't want to go in, you don't have to. What if they do? I'm not, I'm not going to force anybody. I'm not putting masks on anybody. That's not my job. The order. So they can is, go in without the mask. This is a county health department order. Okay. And a policy of the school. Right. That if the, anybody that's going to go not. in, they got to have a mask on. There is no policy. I'm not arguing. Okay, Thank so you. You, they can go in, guys. They can go, go in. They can go in. Go on in, guys. Go in. He well, they can't enforce it. Yeah, you guys, they can't touch you. Just go ahead and go in. They cannot touch you. They cannot touch you, you guys. Ready to go. They cannot touch you. Be orderly. Be kind. Be kind and respectful. Be kind and respectful. Be kind and show respect. I love you guys. Yeah, that's a good point, AC. They are scared of people that believe in liberty. In fact, the left, the left is losing Gen Z and some of these younger kids. Did you hear some of those kids screaming? They cannot touch us. They cannot touch us. They cannot stop us. And they all cheered when they all started walking through the door. And those two idiots at the door just stood there not knowing what to do. And these things are going to stick. Events like this are going to stick with this younger generation. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if only the millennials had the balls to stand up. The millennial generation, most of them, I'm not going to say all of them because I know there's, there may be millennials that are in this live. I don't know. But for the most part, the millennials have just rolled over. They're the ones that are afraid of everything. They're the ones that insist on wearing the masks. They're the ones that are insisting that the, the state somehow mandates kids to wear masks all day long, even though their own little kid can do whatever he wants to do. If little Johnny has to wear a mask, then make it little Johnny wear a mask. But the other kids, if their parents aren't insane... They shouldn't have to wear masks. 
Uh, when asked about how uh, the new steps would impact Americans' lives, Saki said that, quote, it depends on if you're vaccinated or not. Oh. Do tell. Saki provided a few details on the mandates could be imposed on unvaccinated Americans. On Tuesday, she told reporters on Air Force One that the federal government lacks the authority to mandate vaccines for everyone. Well, that's right. Because you're not Adolf Hitler. There will be new components for sure, she said, will, of course, uh, impact people across the country. But we're also all working together to get the virus under control to return to our normal lives, Saki said, without elaborating. Well, tell me what's normal, Saki. What is a normal life? Because we're all ready to get back to normal lives. It's people like you that are preventing it from happening. You and your idiot boss. Biden, who was scheduled to meet with the COVID-19 advisors on Wednesday, delivered a speech about six months ago saying that the United States has, quote, made real progress against the virus. Yeah, but yet all of these, uh, these variants keep popping up. The Mu variant, that's the new one, right? The Delta variant. All these variants keep popping up at convenient times. Soon as everybody goes back to work and goes back to school and all of a sudden a new variant, you got to get all the millennials all scared again. Since that date, about 142 million Americans had received the COVID-19 vaccines and about 950,000 people are getting vaccinated each day, according to data provided by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. I also heard a statistic that 20% of the population will absolutely not get the vaccine. Data released uh, by the uh, CDC's COVID-19 tracker suggests that the United States' new cases and deaths may have hit a plateau or is on the decline. The seven-day average for cases as of Tuesday was 140,000 and deaths, deaths were at 1,022 respectively. That seems like a pretty small percentage. Pretty, pretty small. Uh, respectively, while as of September 1st, the seven-day average for cases was 156,000 and deaths were 1,141, respectively. Still pretty small, pretty small percentage there. The president's speech on Thursday could make reference to a recent announcement from the heads of several federal health agencies that uh, a third dose of Moderna and Pfizer vaccines or booster shots would be provided around September 20th. However, the Food and Drug Administration has yet to approve the booster doses. How many of these shots are we going to have to take, folks? I know Israel's working on number four. How many do we got to take? How many are you willing to take? I'm I'm willing to take zero. But how many are we willing to take? Already Biden required all federal employees and contractors to get the COVID-19 vaccine or adhere to strict testing and social distancing protocols. He also ordered nursing homes to require their staff to get the vaccine to continue getting Medicare and Medicaid funding. You see, this is the problem. With liberalism, this is the problem with big government in general. When you have big government that just controls the purse 
of everything, the purse strings, they hold the money for every single thing. Everybody wants to sit around and they want to get their big check from the government. Then the government owns your ass. Then you're out. You're over. You want to sit at home and collect a big check from the government? Now they got control over you. Just like the nursing homes, everybody's on Medicare, everyone's on Medicaid in the nursing homes, and now because it's all government funded, your staff has to get the vaccine, or guess what? You're not getting the money. They do the same thing with colleges. They're trying to force kids to get vaccinated. And guess what? They'll be holding their... Uh, financial aid pretty soon too they do it all the time the federal government they control states all the time this goes back to when west virginia they forced west virginia to raise the drinking age from 18 to 21 they said if you don't raise your drinking age guess what we're withholding all the federal money to update your roads and infrastructure now they're about to pass a $3.5 trillion infrastructure bill, and all of this money is being promised to all these states. What do you think they're going to do with that money? They're going to control the states. They're going to tell the states what they have to do, what hoops they have to jump through to get those funds. And this is the problem with big government. It's out of control. One of Biden's top confidants, White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain, during a CNN interview over the weekend, was reluctant to provide a specific date when the boosters would be made available to the public. It's because they don't know. Uh, let's see. Let's get some of these uh, comments here. Let's see where we left off. Uh, the poor chonkies. They said, did you all hear what the police did uh, to uh, Colonel Allen West's wife? Yeah, I did hear about that, Taylor. They falsely, falsely arrested her on a felony DUI charge, even though she passed all the field tests. It said uh, it's intentional to ruin West's campaign, but they, they uh, overruled it. They threw it out, from my understanding. And uh, there's an investigation going on because that was unbelievable. Uh, Latin says Alaska already made the uh, de jour grievances to stop mandates. Okay. I got to look into that. I'm not sure what that is. I, uh, Latin Patriot says porch honkies Taylor. Yes, it's terrible, but there's uh, the police cam and she was driving off the shoulder, but I wish they would put a public explanation for it. AC uh, says they are scared of people that believe in Liberty. That's exactly right. That's 100% correct. Uh, today, my five-year-old said the teacher sent little girl to the office for mask below her nose. That's it, right? Our educators at work, these poor kids, they can't, they're not learning anything. They don't know anything about the history of this country. They don't know anything about the founders other than they were just a bunch of racists. They don't know anything about geography or science, biology. They know nothing about math. They can barely read but they crave freedom. And sometimes when you crave freedom, you're going to start to find out where freedom comes from. And you're going to start finding your allies, other people in the history of this country that craved freedom. 
and maybe maybe they'll start to learn and maybe they'll be open to learning about the founding of this country rather than than just being told that they're just a bunch of racists and accept it ac says john i'm part of the millennials and i'm 40 well like i said ac i don't mean to offend anyone in this room or listening to the podcast because i know there are some millennials mike my son is a millennial uh his girlfriend is a millennial both conservatives so uh i'm speaking more of a uh the bulk of the millennial generation uh, Jennifer says, cause they were given trophies. Yeah, exactly. Right. We know all about that. We blame them. Uh, the, the parents of that generation for doing that type of nonsense. I don't know what they were thinking. Uh, most of uh, us that are conservatives already have normal lives. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, AC says, if you haven't uh, yet, please hit the like button. Thank you so much, AC. I appreciate that, buddy. Um, it's going to be two or three a year. Uh, poor Chonky says, giving up freedoms for public safety is a tactic to move into socialism, communism, and sadly to many Americans who are blinded by propaganda. Yeah, it's called the Great Reset. In fact, I wanted to do a show, and I have been digging up a lot of information about the Great Reset. I'm educating myself, if you will, because I don't want to come on and do a program about such a specific topic and not be able to answer questions or not be able to, uh, to share the information that I want to share. So, but that's all part of the great reset. It's, it's all, and, and that's really what Antifa, their little ground uh, army is all about. It's all about the great reset. It's about uh, destroying capitalism, rebirthing capitalism. And uh, the new capitalism is going to be capitalism where private companies are controlled by a central government. And uh, in the past, we used to call that fascism or socialism. Pretty scary stuff. Uh, backyard uh, politics. Do you want some help with that one? Perhaps, AC. I've already been doing quite a bit of work on it. So uh, if there's anything that you have, uh, feel free to share. I'm always uh, open to more information. Now, there's a, uh, this is uh, in WISLTV.com. This uh, school loses state recognition over their mask policy. It's Kankakee School. Kankakee. I'm not making that up. It's K A N K A K E E. It's a Christian school in Northeastern Illinois. They declined to enforce a mask mandate and have lost state recognition but will seek accreditation in other ways. Kankakee Trinity Academy is a pre-K to 12 school in Kankakee, Illinois. I like to say that, Kankakee. I uh, won't be able to participate in events affiliated with the Illinois Elementary School Association or Illinois High School Association. So, yeah, they're out. They're done. No more extracurricular uh, activities for the Kankakee. I wonder what their mascot is. I should have looked that up. Anyone uh, care to take a guess? But yeah, uh, no, I guess no more football games, no more extracurricular activities, no more chess club. Won't be able to participate in events affiliated with the Illinois Elementary School Association or Illinois, uh, Illinois High School Association. It will also lose access to state aid. There you go. We're going to take your state aid away. 
because now we control you. You will jump through these hoops or we will take your money. Sounds like the mafia, doesn't it? Isn't that how the mafia works? Unbelievable what goes on. All they want to do, all this Kankaki school wants to do is educate their kids, and they don't want their kids to sit in school for eight hours a day with a freaking mask on their face. They want them to be able to smile at each other. They want them to be uh, able to have conversations. They want them to be able to understand what their damn teacher has to say. Oh, and by the way, very little proof that the mask does anything. Show me proof. That's all they're doing. That's what they're guilty of. And of course, the state of Illinois says, you bend a knee to the state of Illinois or you don't get your funding. The school has 350 students. Kankaki Trinity will seek accreditation from the Association of Christian Schools International. Yeah, blackmail. Exactly right, Taylor. That's what it is. They are a private school, angry. Uh, they are a private school, but some private schools still get um, funded. I guess, I think I think they said it was a private school. Well, it's a Christian school, so we don't know if it's private or not, but if they are uh, receiving some state aid, I would assume they're somewhat public, I guess. I don't know. Uh, back in mid-August, the Illinois State Board of Education placed a number of schools on probation for not following the mask mandate. Multiple Illinois schools... We're on the list. As of September 3rd, ISBE has listed every school in Southern Illinois as fully recognized. After the schools complied, there is the word, complied with the mask mandate, only one Southern Illinois school remains on probation, North Wayne CUSD 200. A letter was sent uh, to the school on August 16th, and they have 60 days from that date uh, the letter was sent to issue a corrective plan. If the plan is accepted, the school status will be moved to fully recognized. George Orwell, are you listening? If the school doesn't comply or plan uh, or plan isn't accepted, the state board may move the school status to non-recognized, which impacts their state funding. Exactly right. Scumbags. That's the problem. When you climb in bed with the federal government or the state government and you rely on funds from the government, you're over. There's an interesting, it was back, I think it was, uh, I want to say probably back in the 90s, if my memory serves me right, there was a 60 Minutes episode that was done. And this doesn't have anything to do with schools, but it, you'll you'll get my point. There was a 60 Minutes episode done about... Uh, Native American tribes in the United States of America. The vast majority of Native American tribes take federal handouts from the government. There are a handful of Native American tribes that want nothing to do with the federal government and therefore take nothing, zero dollars, no welfare checks, no stipends, nothing from the government. And do you want to take a bet? on which American Indian tribes or Native American tribes are doing well and which ones aren't? I shouldn't have to uh, 
answer that. I think you already know. So here's an article. And I don't know if I want to get into this right now. Maybe I'll get into the beginning of it. But what exactly is the Great Reset that people are talking about? That's the, the title of the article. And I really want to get into the details of the Great Reset. But I, like I said, I've got to, I just don't feel confident in my knowledge up to this point to talk about it. Uh, but this is something that I'm going to be doing. Like I said, I'm going to be doing a lot of research about the Great Reset because this is important information. We're talking about, uh, what is it, the, uh, the World Economic Forum, the WEF. They're the ones that are pulling uh, uh, the puppet strings here. They're the ones that are controlling the leaders of the country. When you ask, when you're asked, well, you know, who's controlling Biden? Who's the one that's making the decisions for Biden? It's not Biden. We know that. We don't know who exactly is above Biden. But if you keep climbing the ladder, you're going to get to the WEF, the World Economic Forum. They're the ones who are calling the shots right now. They're the ones who are dismantling Australia. They're the ones who are pushing socialism all around the world because they want to destroy capitalism. So we'll get into that. We're going to get into that. It's going to be a good conversation. If somebody beats me to it, more power to you, but it's going to be something that I'm going to be talking about and sharing with, uh, with everybody on my YouTube channel. Uh, Taylor says it's crazy how those in the past could predict this happening. Yet there are Americans in the present that can't see that where we're headed. Exactly right, man. I'll tell you what, that's a brilliant statement, Taylor. That uh, makes you think that they had this all planned. Yeah, well, they did. We know that they had it all planned. This has been planned for generations generations uh cyber toxins in the room how you doing cyber i hope you're doing well uh cyber says 1984's classic double speak sounds something like without your corporation we cannot ensure your safety or without your cooperation we cannot ensure your safety yeah exactly exactly right they had everything was a euphemism right everything was uh double speak and all this other nonsense and that's exactly where we're at now just like when they talk about reproductive health care. Hey, that sounds good. How can I get some reproductive health care? Oh, well, we're you got to go and get pregnant, and then we'll terminate it for you. Oh, wait, that's an abortion. Well, that's reproductive health care. Oh, I don't want anything to do with that. Uh, but that's how they get you. That's how they get you. Everything is a euphemism nowadays. Uh, but, uh, that was all I had for the news. Uh, let's see what angry says. I don't want safety that the government wants to give me. Yeah, exactly. Right. The only safety I want from the government is to keep the lunatics from invading this country. That's all I want. And that's really all the government was supposed to do. Right. Make sure they had a strong military to protect us United States citizens. If the founders were alive and knew that people were just coming across the border willy-nilly like they do by the hundreds of thousands, they'd be rolling over in their grave. Uh, amen, John, AC says. That's exactly right. That's the only type of protection. And there should be, our military should be lined up all across the border. 
You want to end the border problem? You don't have to build a wall. Just put the military down there. And uh, let them take care of business. You would see uh, illegal immigration drop down to about 0.001% overnight. But if you're not got to have the big, beautiful wall, that's one thing. If you got to have the big, beautiful wall, huge, it was huge, the big, beautiful wall. Well, still lets people in. Still lets people in. You got to finish it, though. You got to finish it. But let's put our military down there. You want to end illegal immigration, put the military down there. Works in every other country. Every other country does it. We don't do it because that's insensitive. Uh, let's see. I think that was all I had uh, for the night. I appreciate everybody being here. A uh, little programming note. As I mentioned, I will not be here uh, as of Monday. Gotten on a plane, flying to South Carolina. I checked the weather, AC. Looks like a lot of rain, but yeah, the weathermen, you know, they're part of that. They don't know what they're talking about. Everything could change. That's racist. That's right. Everything can change. Everything can change. So I'm not getting, uh, you know, and a lot of times the weather two miles inland, it can be storming right there, right at the beach. Beautiful. So not going to get disappointed. Not going to let it happen. Uh, but I will be heading over to uh, Myrtle Beach for about a week and a half. And uh, so I won't be doing shows next week. I probably won't be doing shows the week after that. I'm going to take a two-week hiatus. I may pop in live every now and again. I will pop into every other people's lives, too, just from my phone and things like that. Uh, but I won't be doing shows from the Say What You Will radio studio. So don't uh, think something happened. Don't think that aliens came and took me away or... Uh, you know, Jack booted thugs showed up and threw me in an internment camp or something like that. I just went on vacation. That's all. That's it. Uh, let's see what boats and hosts says. Uh, didn't Texas just pass a law to complete the wall? Yeah, they did. In fact, I think it was uh, $750 billion. And I think they're going to, uh, I think it's the national guard. The Texas national guard is going to actually do the labor. They're going to go down there and build it. So, uh, yeah, Texas is on top of it. Texas is doing it right. They're protecting babies. They're protecting their own citizens by building the wall. And they're stopping internment camps. They're protecting the homeless. They're protecting other people. They're protecting society from disease breaking out. They're doing a hell of a job down in Texas. Taylor, I appreciate that. Uh, I will have a great trip. And, uh, you know, you only turn 50 once. I like when people say that, John, you know, you got to do it. You only turn 50 once. Well, I only turned 49 once. I only turned 48 once. I only turned 10 once. But I guess because it's, I don't know, the half a century mark, I guess it's a big deal. Uh, so there you go. But, yeah, I am excited, Taylor. I'm very excited to get out of here, get out of this just punishable heat. It's been hot today i think it was 107 today and it the humidity is high i mean it felt like it was 150 uh let's see boats and hosts says uh and arresting the dems that went to dc yeah i don't did they arrest them all i know is they they, they ended up passing that uh, election bill 
down there in Texas. So that was another thing they did right. They got their election process passed. So, yeah, Texas is winning down there. They know what they're doing. Uh, Jennifer says, do you have your ARP card? Not yet, Jennifer. I have not received my ARP card. Is that something that will be coming in the mail? I would assume soon. Does that mean now I can get like a 50-cent cup of coffee over at Mickey D's? Because if so, I'm down for that. Uh, AC says, everyone, please remember that I am doing a special on Saturday to help the veterans, 9-11 survivors and families. Yeah, I would be there, AC, but our church is doing a uh, uh, September 11th event. Uh, we're doing a night of uh, recognition and worship music. So I will be busy all day Saturday. I'm very involved over there, and uh, I will be uh, helping out with that program. So we're looking forward to that. Jennifer says, oh, yeah, we're talking about that 50-cent cup of coffee from McDonald's. Uh, that is good stuff. And then I think you get free refills. I remember my dad taking advantage of the ARP discount quite a bit, and I think hotel rooms and all kinds of stuff, right? I don't know. But I know ARP is uh, pretty much a left-wing organization. Uh, ARP is ran by the Dems. Oh, there you go. See, right? See, great minds, boats and hosts, thinking alike right there. Uh, there are alternatives to ARP, but I don't know if you get as many benefits just because ARP was the first one around, kind of like YouTube. You know, the first one, and you kind of run the show. Uh, we know that ARP is run by the Democrats. Do you know how we know? Because it hasn't been destroyed yet or taken down, kind of like the Boy Scouts. Anything that's run by conservatives has been destroyed by now. But ARP still exists and it's still flourishing because it is run by the left in this country. That's how you know. That's the easiest way to know. If it still exists and the Democrats aren't calling for it to be destroyed, then it's run by their own people. And because the GOP has no spine, they just sit silently in the background, in the shadows, and watch the destruction to everything that they built. Kind of like the uh, uh, the uh, Robert E. Lee statue, right? Virginia. Yeah, they tore it down today. And I guess President Trump had something to say about it. He wasn't real happy about it. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. How do you stop this madness? Well, Robert E. Lee was a racist. Of course, that's what they taught you. That's your stupid educator taught you that. Uh, anyway, I mean, he wanted to. Robert E. Lee, Lincoln wanted Robert E. Lee to fight uh, and run the uh, the military uh, for the North. But uh, because Robert E. Lee was from Virginia and loved his home state of Virginia, he decided to stay there and fight for the South. And instead, in fact, he also helped reestablish uh talks between the north and south after the war was over so anyway learn your history people learn your history ac says uh, we all need to change that when we vote yeah exactly right we need to put up we got to put up big beautiful statues if i'm elected we're gonna put up big big beautiful statues uh i was a member until i found out their plans for dental suck boats and hoses I think we're still talking about ARP. Uh, AC, I will promote you on Friday uh, live because your live will be a perfect conclusion to a piece uh, to live uh, that we're doing. Oh, they're very good. See that? Right. Perfect. Little parlay action right there. Uh, I'd like to know 
where the status of oh, the statues are going. I heard, I heard that they cut the statue into like three pieces and just stuck it away somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, thanks, uh, Taylor. Yeah, absolutely. There you go, guys. Guys working with each other, taking care of each other. That's the way we do it here. That's the way it's done. Got to take care of each other. You got to. Otherwise, then what? Then what? We're just as bad as the left, right? Just as bad. We don't want to be that bad. All right, guys. Well, anyway, it's about an hour, and uh, I'm kind of running out of things to talk about. I mean, I like the chat. The chat can keep me going, but uh, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Any ideas? I don't know. I don't know. Let's talk about... Uh, Myrtle Beach. Let's talk about Barefoot Landing. Let's talk about Dick's Last Resort. Have you guys ever had an opportunity to go to a Dick's Last Resort? And I know they have some. I think there's one in Chicago, and I think they have other ones around the country. But uh, the one that I, the only one I've ever been to has been in Myrtle Beach. And at Dick's Last Resort, it's a restaurant, and the wait staff treats you like crap on purpose. It's hilarious. It's a show. Like you could ask for, hey, can I, like they they have uh, like a lot of messy food, right? Like ribs and wings and stuff like that. Everything that you eat with your hands. In fact, you sit at big, long uh, picnic tables inside the restaurant and they can put you right next to another family, whatever. It's uh, very informal. But you could say, uh, can I have an extra, can I get some extra napkins, right? Well, the waitress will come over with a stack of napkins and chuck them at you. It's pretty fun. And then they make these paper hats. They put like silly sayings on the paper hats and everybody wears a paper hat and uh, Dick's last resort. Pretty awesome place. Pretty good stuff. So we may or may not go there. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, what do you think of the video I sent you on Fauci? Oh, He's a creep. I mean, come on. Uh, boats and hose. I, yeah. I, I know it was pretty long. I didn't watch the entire thing, but uh, he belongs in prison. Dr. Fauci does. No, uh, no, uh, uh, Senator Paul, Paul. No, I did not lie about that, Senator Paul. Yeah, you did. And you belong in prison, you scumbag. Uh, let's see. Of course, uh, AC, much love. Much love. Hmm. Everybody's got to be wearing three masks by now, Senator Paul. No, not going to happen. Not going to happen. I got to wear one. Apparently, I've got to wear one the minute I get on the uh, the airport property and then i gotta wear that stupid face diaper until i land because i got a one hour uh layover down there in north carolina so i gotta have that stupid face mask on my face from 5 a.m well i'll be at the airport by 3 30 a.m arizona time so i'll be wearing it from 3 30 let's say eastern standard time that would be 5 uh 6 30 a.m 6.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 2.30. That's like eight hours. I got to wear that stupid face diaper. 
Oh, boy. Uh, let's see. Boats and Hosts says with him trying to get the patent. Yeah, 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 yeah. The patent. That's right. Yeah, see. I got to watch that whole video. I got to watch the whole video. He's such a scumbag. And uh, he goes on CNN and he's the CNN darling. Senator Paul, I never lied about that, Senator Paul. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. And you funded the little uh, bat soup uh, thing going on over there in Wuhan. I did not uh, say that, Miss Senator Paul. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Well, that's about it. All right, guys. Well, anyway. Uh, oh, okay. All right. One last one. All right. Uh, I guess falsely forgot the Senator Paul is also a doctor. Oh, Fauci. Falsely. Ah, oh, falsely. Fauci. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And a better doctor. Mind you. One that actually knows what he's talking about. Well, guys, I want to thank Angry Conservative for being in the room. Boats and hose, as always. Uh, Porch Honkies. Taylor, thanks for being here. Uh, we also had, uh, who else did we have? We had Jennifer. She's here. And, of course, Jennifer is the purveyor of the fine all-natural skincare products, the uh, Gray Feather Farm skincare products. Check them out on saywhatyouwillradio.com. Uh, and we had a bunch of other people here. Cybertoxin was in the room and uh, amongst other people. Thanks all for being here. I will see you in a few weeks upon my return. Hopefully, maybe over the two, whenever I go on vacation, funny things happen. So who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe, uh, uh, what, what do I call him? Tornado Joe, right? That's his new nickname, Tornado Joe, because he doesn't, he thinks tornadoes are called something different apparently uh they're not though i i googled it a tornado is still a tornado there is not a new name for a tornado that i am aware of but maybe tornado joe maybe he'll step down maybe the we'll have a new president by the time i get back maybe dr fauci will be in prison who knows some maybe something big will happen you never know uh, that's what i like about going away you go away and it's like the whole world changes who knows? Maybe the AZ audit will come out. I, I saw there was some preliminary preliminary stuff that came out uh, from the AZ audit, something like 179,000 ballots uh, that were not counted. That's quite a bit. That's quite a bit. And then there was like 90,000 ghost ballots. In other words, ballots that uh, like were duplicated. Uh, yeah. All kinds of crazy stuff. That's right. Well, thanks, AC. I appreciate that, sir. Uh, boats and hose thank you very much and uh well i'm exhausted i think i'm gonna go watch maybe one or two episodes of uh, uh what's that show that we're watching i got hbo max now game of thrones uh we're going through the game of thrones a lot of unnecessary uh action just put it that way in that show uh lots of uh nudity lots of nudity every episode Every episode, it seems like. But, uh, you know, I'm an adult, so I can handle it. Guys, uh, God bless you all. Take care of each other. Be kind to one another. And uh, keep fighting for America because she's worth it, right? And uh, for those of you who are first responders, who are military, I know September 11th is one of those days. 
but just know that everyone here at say what you will radio studio uh we love you guys we respect you all we thank you all for doing what you're doing and uh you know some some things we just got to uh we just got to remember september 11th because that was a day that uh we we Everybody here is old enough to remember it. We were there. Everyone can remember where we were when we heard, when we first started watching, when we saw the planes hit building number two. Uh, We know exactly where we were, who we were with, exactly what we were thinking. We can recall those emotions as if it just happened yesterday. In fact, let me share this story with you. Uh, let me share this story with you. Let's see what Latin Patriot has to say. I can't hear y'all, but Backyard Politics, there's a group of us doing a mural assembly. We are trying to use peaceful measures to fight the mandates. Do any of you want more info? Get involved. Yeah. Shout out to Latin Patriot. Uh, Latin, I'm going to invite you to my Discord. Uh, I created a Discord. It's called Backyard Media. I'll shoot you an invite. Uh, boats and hoes enjoy your trip that's exactly right i hope you and your family have a blast it's just me and the wife Mm. yeah see what i'm saying uh happy birthday and safe travels thank you uh jarell assembly okay uh stop living in fear tides joker says joker how are you sir i hope you're doing well glad to see you're here so let me share this story with you so uh september 11th I don't want to bore you with like uh, like the uh, all the details, but I remember I woke up. We were in Nags Head, North Carolina, at the Outer Banks. I was with uh, my wife and my son, and my daughter. She was she was two at the time, and uh, my wife's sister and her husband. And my wife had gotten out of bed first, and she went and popped the news on. And uh, back then. Uh, we had just uh, got Fox News. It was relatively still kind of new back then, and um, at least for us, because they didn't they didn't have it on our cable carrier. So we had it down at the beach at the place we were staying. So we had Fox News on, and uh, she got up first, popped the news on. I jumped in the shower. She comes in, knocks in the shower. She goes, "You're not going to believe this, but a." jet hit one of the buildings one of the uh, twin towers and uh i said oh my god how can that happen right i'm I'm like finishing up in the shower i'm like how does how does that happen you know unless the the pilot was drunk or stoned or something i couldn't imagine how could that possibly happen and or if the plane malfunctioned and there was just no you know no other choice so i got out of the shower and I came out, we were watching together and I remember the Fox news helicopter was flying around the buildings and he's talking about everything and he's talking about the fire and he's talking about, uh, just, just the hole that the first plane put into the building. And he's talking to, uh, Steve Ducey and, and the, uh, Fox morning show crew. Cause it was a Tuesday morning and he's yapping with them and behind the helicopter as they're filming this helicopter flying around this, you know, as the guy's talking to the camera from the helicopter, the second plane comes in and hits the, the other tower. Ducey 
and the people, uh, Kilmeade and Ducey, and I think uh, I, I can't remember the other girl's name uh, that was on back then. It was so long ago. Um, but uh, they interrupted the guy and they said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you showing footage? Do you have foot like in their mind, their own minds? They couldn't, they couldn't fathom the idea that a second plane just hit the other building. And they were asking that they said, are you, are you running film of the plane hitting the tower? And then they were like, oh my God, a second plane. Like when they finally realized and everybody watching, including my wife and I, we were just like, you've got to be kidding. Like that's the moment. That's the moment that we realized that the United States was under attack at that moment. And the entire nation came to that conclusion. Immediately we realized that those planes, that was not an accident. And I'll never forget the feeling because we never thought the United States of America would ever be attacked again, especially on the lower 48. We'd become kind of asleep, right? We, we put our heads in the sand. And I looked at my wife and my wife looked at me and we, I said, we're, we're being attacked. Someone is attacking us. And so, of course, like everybody else in America and around the world, we were glued to the TV for the rest of the day. We sat, our, uh, the, the house that we were at was right on the beach in Nags Head, and we stood out on the patio, and there was nobody on the beach. It was a beautiful uh, Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon at Nags Head, not a single person on the beach, but jet fighters flying up and down the coast, one after another, just protecting the military. The minute they heard, the minute that they knew, jumped in their planes, the Navy, the Air Force, and just patrolled the borders of the United States of America. We had friends that lived in Pittsburgh at the time. They were evacuating every tall building, every tall structure in the United States. The Sears Tower was being emptied out in Pittsburgh. The PPG place was being the uh, PPG building and uh, the, um, geez, oh, the steel building, the USX Tower. Two of the tallest buildings in Pittsburgh were being emptied out. People were running out of there as if they were being attacked themselves. And we watched the TV. We ultimately watched the towers fall. We watched the people running from the towers, just covered in soot and ash. Terrified, terrified. We watched the bodies falling from this, the twin towers. They would rather take their own life than be burned alive. We watched the plane go down. Up in Pennsylvania, we watched the plane hit the Pentagon. We had no idea how many, how many thousands of lives were taken. 
unbelievable. So the next day, after watching the news all day, I got two stories. I remember, I remember Donald Trump being interviewed because the stock market, they, they just shut it down and it was shut down for weeks and they were interviewing Donald Trump back then, back in 2001, just a couple days after September 11th. And they said, Donald, what's going to happen to the market? And he said, it's going to crash. The stock market's going to crash hard. He said, everybody, all these millionaires and billionaires are just going to sell everything. It's going to crash the system. So Ducey said, well, Mr. Trump, what do you plan to do? He said, I'm just going to buy. I'm going to do my part to save this economy. I'm not going to let whoever took these buildings down, I'm not going to let them win. I'll never forget it. And then later that night, we went out to rest. We went out to a small restaurant to grab some dinner and we were every restaurant, probably everywhere across the country, every restaurant, if they had a TV in that restaurant, they were playing the media, they were showing the news and they kept showing it over and over again, right? More and more cell phone video was coming out. More and more angles of the planes hitting the towers was coming out. More and more footage of people running scared was coming out. Just more and more footage. The media was having a field day. They just kept showing it over and over and over again. And I remember it just being dead quiet in this restaurant. There was probably 40 people in, packed into this little, little seafood joint. And these three women, amongst three women, stood up while the news was on. It was dead quiet in this restaurant. These three women got up and started singing God Bless America. I don't know if they were angels. I don't know if I just happened to be in the right place at the right time, but these three women, it was the most beautiful rendition of God bless America. I had ever heard to this day. My wife and I, and my two kids just sat and watched them sing. Just unbelievably emotional. And we knew that was a moment in time that wasn't going to tear America apart. It was going to make us stand together and be strong. We went home from Nags Head at the end of the week and we drove because we were still living in Pittsburgh at that time. It was about an eight hour drive and we drove and drove and there were flags everywhere. Everywhere you could see. The airports were still closed down. Many of the big business, big tall buildings still had not opened, but everybody in America had an American flag hanging from their porch or from their apartment building. There were small ones and there were massive ones. 
everybody came together that day, that week, and for months afterwards. And then somewhere, somewhere, months on down the road, maybe years, the flags were put away. They were boxed up, put back in the closet. And we decided to go after each other. Instead of holding on to what we had that was so powerful and so strong and so uniting, something happened that drove us apart. And we've been divided and at each other's throats since. So my hope and my wish for this Saturday, September 11th, the 20th anniversary of that god-awful day, is that maybe we can somehow dig deep and find that again. Whatever it was that brought us together, the love, for, the love of country, the love of each other. People were thankful to be Americans after September 11th. And now you got people throwing eggs at people because they're running for governor of California. You've got Antifa running the streets, burning buildings down. You've got Black Lives Matter that somehow want to put their race above everybody else's. You've got a bunch of country-hating Lost souls. I think Saturday needs to be a day that we just maybe knock on our neighbor's door and just let them know that we're thankful. And that if there's anything that we can do for them, just let us know. We need to, if we see a police officer or if we see a fireman or an EMT or a nurse or a doctor. We just need to thank them, thank them for doing what they do. And if we see a soldier, let them know that we love them and care about them. And we haven't forgotten about them. Even though our commander in chief has left people behind, we as Americans never will. We got to learn to be better human beings. Let's make Saturday the day we start to do that. I love you guys. Love you all. And uh, be nice to one another. Pray for each other. Put each other first. Let's make America the America that we all used to know and love. It's not too late. <laughs>